We, we all know what are defining moments. A defining moment can be maybe the birth of a child in a family. Uh, it might be um, a wedding. It might be the death of somebody. It might be getting a new, a new position, a new, a new job in a company. So there are many different things that we call defining moments. I'd like to share with you um, a defining moment that I experienced when I was a young priest in Nigeria back in and I was working with a very good priest and um, he was an excellent pastor and very brilliant man and a young man came up to him and said you know I'd like to be a priest and to join your missionary uh, society your missionary order and he said to him that would be great, but we don't take African priests into our missionary order. And the reason why was because for nearly a hundred years of the existence of the missionary order, it was exclusively Irish. Only Irish people were involved. But that was the beginning of a change. And gradually it began to be discussed more and more. This person raised it in discussion and it percolated for a, a year or two and got widely spread. Now, as it became more an issue, they called it internationalization, um, some were in favor of it and some were against it. Now, it's not that they were against Africans, but the whole nature of the missionary society that I was part of they were like the Marines. They were great men who went into new territories and established a church and worked at getting seminaries built and churches built and a whole structure in place. And then when it was built, they moved on to a new area. So they felt it was a betrayal of our mission by taking priests from the local diocese it was like abandoning what we were about. But others were very strong that if people are seeking to become part of us, then they should be allowed to become part of, it was St. Patrick's Missionary Society at that time. As it became an issue that was hotly debated, you know, I go to um, some of the priest meetings here before the pandemic, and uh, everybody is so civil, and so polite and kind and respectful to each other. This one wasn't like that. This is like hot and heavy. Strong feelings right across the board. So they got an expert in this field to come in and address us. And to say that this gentleman had a mixed audience would be, to put it politely. So he spoke to us and spoke to us at great length over a period of time. And eventually, he said that in order for you to prepare to receive the other, which in this case would have been predominantly African students to become priests and full members of St. Patrick's Missionary Society, you must make a change. Now, if he had said to these men, I want you to go to the most difficult place in the world and live, it would have been easy because this is what they had done. They had worked in, they'd lived through civil wars. 
They had lived through famines. They had lived through the toughest things you could ever imagine. But he asked of them something different. He said, I want you to become vulnerable to each other. And this is something that was very challenging indeed. Because where he was going with this is because when we allow ourselves to become vulnerable to each other, what is inevitable that will surface is the spectrum of biases that exists within each one of us. And these, this spectrum of bias is something that we can inherit consciously or unconsciously from our families and our culture. It can also come from our own life experience, especially hurtful and difficult ones. All of these can come together and create within us a spectrum of bias. This spectrum of bias is what Jesus is addressing in the Gospel of today. The prostitutes and the tax collectors are being held captive in the bias of the people around them at that time. This is, Jesus, this is something Jesus wanted to set them free from. And that is why he, he spent most of his time with the outcasts, the lepers, the blind, the lame, the sinners, those who were on the outside, who were living under a spectrum of bias from other people in society at that time. And this is something he wanted to set them free from. Jesus wanted to move them from an identity of bias to an identity of belovedness, which was revealed in his, in his baptism in the River Jordan, when God said to him, you are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased, revealing all of our most innermost identity that is one of belovedness. Addressing the spectrum of bias that we all have is something I'm hoping that we will address as a parish over the next six months. And that is why I am launching today for our parish a new program, which is called Open Wide Our Hearts. This is something that was written two years ago by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. It is not very widely known, but it is an excellent document it is addressing racism today. And that is something that, is, that needs to be addressed. It is a very difficult subject to address, especially in the toxic, toxic environment that we live in today. It is not a binary uh, issue, one thing or the other. It is incredibly complex. It is as complex as the depths of the ocean. But nonetheless, it is something that we as Catholics need to address. And this document written two or three years ago does address it in a very fair, very balanced, and a very, very spiritual and Christian way, bringing in what is best of our Catholic social teaching. And I'm hoping that this is something that we can, that, that we can reflect on over the next six months and it will come to conclusion with our parish mission next Lent. There is a study guide that we are hoping to bring to your attention 
four lessons, uh, one each month, uh, over the next four or five months. And we are encouraging to read the document uh, for, for the month of October. And then the study guide that we hope will take place in families and in groups. And it is crucial. There is not a family or a person is unaware of this subject today. And that is why I think it is very important that we look at it from the Catholic perspective and that we address it. It is, um, it is what I hope to achieve is that, that if we address the, the, the spectrum of biases that exist within us, if we don't address them, they can lead us to be hostile and aggressive and, a, and judgmental towards the other. But if we do address them, it can lead us to be more welcoming and tolerant towards the other and, and accepting of them. And that is what my hope is for here, for St. Joseph's Catholic Church, that each one of us will reflect either as a family or as a group um, on, on, on that document of open wide our hearts. And as a result of it, we will be transformed that we will become more tolerant and more welcoming, and that will be something that will happen from the inside out. As a footnote to what I shared at the beginning about St. Patrick's becoming welcoming towards young men from Africa who wanted to become priests, thankfully, it has something that has turned out as an incredible blessing, because among those that have come to join St. Patrick's are some of the finest priests I have ever met. Some of them have stayed with me here at St. Joseph's. Some of them have worked here for several weeks. They are wonderful priests. And the whole process continues because it is something that is not one and done. It is something that is continual because it is helping to move people from an identity of bias to an identity of belovedness. And this is an ongoing journey in all of our lives. And it is an ongoing journey we are to bring to other people's lives as well. I will conclude by quoting St. Paul in the second reading in what we are trying to achieve in this, is to have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus. That's a very profound line. And it's what Christ wants us to have as well, to have in us the same attitude that he had to all people, especially to those who are living under the burden of, of bias in their lives.